Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your April 24th sports break show, where we're going to talk about some of the greatest events in history of sports that have occurred on this date and bringing up some great Hall of Fame birthdays as well, as well as some anniversaries of a very important team from the NFL. We have all that coming up in just a moment, but first let's make sure that you are aware of our daily newsletter. Comes up each and every morning, gets delivered right to your email inbox, probably before you're even out of bed, and you, so you can read it with your breakfast, maybe get one of the first uh, items that you look at in the morning, and know everything that's happened in sports on that day in the history of the games that we love, and many times uh, finding out about the jersey numbers as well. Easy to sign up for, go to the show notes of this very podcast, or the top of jerseydispatch.com or pigskindispatch.com you can cancel at any time and it's totally free now let's get into our sports history for this april 24th day and boy do we have a lot to talk about today we're going to start off in the realm of football in our pigskin dispatch stories of the day and probably the top one is that this is an anniversary of an nfl team as we alluded to earlier in the program april 24th 1974 the National Football League awarded a franchise to a group from Tampa, Florida that would soon be known as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So far, the Buccaneers have won two Super Bowl championships, but it didn't really start off that rosy. They had a a couple really rough stretches in their first couple years, and then all of a sudden some magic happened. They made the playoffs and uh, and then had some up and down seasons from there, but uh, finally won some Super Bowls a, a few decades into their existence and just won one a few years ago with the legendary Tom Brady at the helm. Now the Buccaneers joined the NFL as members of the AFC West in 1976 who remembers them being in the American Football Conference because they were only there for one year. The following year they were moved to the NFC Central and now they play in the NFC South. Uh, So just uh, some realignment there and uh, some moving around of a, a new franchise. But boy, we are sure glad to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, uh, elsewhere in football history, we had some great moments uh, occur. And we had the NFL draft in 1994. The first round happened on this date. And the number one pick was Ohio State defensive tackle Dan Wilkinson by the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, according to an NFL.com article, there are only a handful of future Hall of Famers selected in this draft as of this writing. Offensive lineman Larry Allen, a pick by the Dallas Cowboys, and the Indianapolis Colts' second overall selection of running back Marshall Falk. Now, Falk had some injury bugs that prevented him from being what the Colts expected, but years later, as a member of the St. Louis Rams, the talented back stayed healthy and reached his expected trajectory of greatness. Isaac Bruce was the 33rd selection of the Rams, and Seattle's pick at number 36 of center Kevin Mawai also produced bronze busts in Canton, Ohio. So, tremendous draft in 1994. But there was also a pretty good one in 2004. They often call it the year of the quarterback. April 24th that year had the 2004 NFL Draft as the San Diego Chargers had the number one overall pick at their disposal, and they chose Ole Miss quarterback Eli Manning. 
Now, as a matter of fact, our newspapers.com football history headline of the day says that the, quote, Giants betting future on Manning, end quote. And that was the headline of the newspaper, The Morning Call from Allentown, Pennsylvania. But the New York franchise truly did go all in on the Ole Miss quarterback as they traded their fourth pick, Phillip Rivers, in a 2004 third round pick, 2005 first rounder, and a 2005 fifth rounder selection to garner the rights of Peyton Manning's younger brother, Eli Manning. Now, the Giants general manager, Ernie Accorsi, made this statement, quote, we all had the unanimous opinion that this was a special quarterback and you don't get a chance very many times and for decades to select somebody like him. And boy, were they right. Two Super Bowls later, Eli Manning, a great giant and a, a great pickup in that trade. But you, uh, you want to take a little bit closer look at that. There were some great picks in that draft. Larry Fitzgerald, the wide receiver from the University of Pittsburgh, was chosen third overall by the Cardinals. Quarterback Philip Rivers from NC State was locked up in the four hole from the San Diego Chargers, who you know traded that. And another signal caller, Ben Roethlisberger from Miami, Ohio, was the 11th overall selection by the Steelers. I think we're going to see some Hall of Fame uh, busts from at least two of those guys, probably all three. Other big names were Sean Taylor, Roy Williams, D'Angelo Hall, Jonathan Vilma, and Vince Woolfork. Some tremendous names indeed, and uh, a lot of Super Bowls in there as well. Now we have some Hall of Fame football players from this uh, April 24th date. In 1903 in Cleveland, Ohio, Mike Mahalski from Penn State, an All-American guard, uh, was born. He ended up uh, signing on and playing in the pros with the American Football League's New York Yankees in 1927. He played it for a couple seasons until the league disbanded. Then he joined the Green Bay Packers of the NFL in 1929 and anchored their lines all the way to 1937. And we have some great bio on Iron Mike uh, from that. He was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, back in 1964 and uh, had a tremendous uh, NFL career. So in 1915, on the 24th of April, in New York City, New York, Fordham's fine tackle from 1935 to 1937, Ed Franco, arrived in this life. Now, the Fordham Rams teams of the 1930s era were a dominant force to be reckoned with, and most of their success stemmed from controlling the lines of scrimmage, and Ed Franco was one of the reasons that they continued to play at a high level. Now, he had great accolades the whole way through, received the great honor of being included in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1980, and after the graduation, he returned to Fordham as a line coach and even worked for Vince Lombardi as a scout with the Green Bay Packers later on in life. More about him on our website. April 24th, 1921, we had a birth in Nixon, Texas. It was Rice University's great interior lineman, Weldon Humble, was born. And uh, he had a tremendous uh, record and uh, uh, career in college. And so much so that he was inducted into College Football Hall of Fame in 1961. And he played eight seasons with the NFL's Cleveland Browns. Uh, in 1948, on the 24th of April, Wise Virginia, Virginia Tech's talented end from 1956 to 1959, Carol Dale claimed his date of birth, and he was a, a very gifted receiver at Virginia Tech, and later in the National Football League, he uh, had over 17.8 yards uh, per catch, and, and this is you know a gentleman that was playing in the, the 1970s, and uh, 
Following graduation, he played uh, five years with the Los Angeles Rams and uh, a great NFL career. He scored on a 57-yard touchdown pass in his very first NFL game. And later on in his pro career, he played with the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. And he was inducted into College Football Hall of Fame in 1987. So tremendous on the football front. And we have more from uh, some other sports and some other great Hall of Fame birthdays coming up in just a moment. As promised, we're back and raring to go. And we've got some more Hall of Fame birthdays to talk about. How about on April 24th, 1967, we'll go to the baseball realm. And Caracas, Venezuela was a legendary Major League Baseball shortstop, Omar Vizquel, 24-year Major League Baseball career is what it spanned. And Vizquel played for the Seattle Mariners, Cleveland Indians, San Francisco Giants, Texas Rangers, Chicago White Sox, and Toronto Blue Jays. And baseball's all-time best fielding shortstops. Vizquel won 11 Gold Glove Awards, including nine consecutive Consecutive of those uh, great trophies from 1993 to 2001 and among shortstops he had his 985 fielding percentage tied with the highest of all time and he's the highest all-time leader in games played uh, an all-time leader in double plays turned. Pascal's one of the top major league players to have ever wore the number 13 jersey. Also, we have another great baseball player born in 1972 on this date in Dillon, Florida. Baseball Hall of Fame third baseman Chipper Jones. And Jones played for the positions of third base on left field and shortstop and right field, wearing a number 10 on the Atlanta Braves uh, from 1995 all the way to 2012. 18 seasons as he batted 303 for his career, had an on-base percentage of 529 with 468 career home runs. And... Uh, end up winning a World Series with those Atlanta Braves. Now, we have more from our April 24th uh, besides just birthdays and football. We have some great baseball too. In 1917 on this date, the New York Yankees left-hander George Moggridge tossed a no-hit win against the Boston Red Sox for a narrow 2-1 victory at Fenway Park. In 1958 on the 24th of April, Number two, Lee Wall smacked three home runs in a single day as he and the Chicago Cubs bludgeoned the Los Angeles Dodgers 15-2 at the LA Coliseum. Walls would go on to hit 24 base clearing shots on the 1958 season all in. In 1962, four seasons later, the tables would be turned in a matchup of these two National League teams. The Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Sandy Koufax, number 32, tossed his second career 18 strikeout game in a 10-2 romp over the Cubs in Chicago. Now we like to go to visit some of our favorite sites. And we have on this day in baseballhistory.com, on this day in baseball.com actually, and they had tell us about some major league baseball items of the day and uh, just some tremendous items indeed for this 24th of April day. And some of those that we're, we'd love to mention and we'll have you go to their website and check out the rest. We have links in the show notes and on jerseydispatch.com. On uh, the year of 1902, on this date, the professional baseball got its start in Durham, North Carolina, as the Durham Tobacconists, who will be later named the Bulls 11 years later, played an exhibition game against the Trinity College, which is now Duke University. That was a tremendous uh, day. 
Uh, President Warren G. Harding, an avid baseball fan in 1923, who likes to, to keep a scorecard of games, witnesses the first shutout ever thrown at Yankee Stadium. The chain-smoking chief executive was delighted to see Babe Ruth's fifth-inning homer off of Alan Russell, but is disappointed that uh, they lost the contest 4 to nothing. And uh, a year later, the, the, in uh, 1925, Philly Henny Sand led off the bottom of the second inning against the Dodgers by hitting a Dazzy Vance pitch under the left field bleachers and a uh, big day for him. In uh, 1942, the final game of his 20th and last full season, Ted Lyons beat the Indians going the distance in a White Sox 3-1 victory at Cleveland's League Park. Plenty more to catch on thisdayinbaseball.com. Make sure you follow the links on our jerseydispatch.com, April 24th edition, and uh, I think you will not be disappointed in that one bit. And we also like to go to our friend Jay Daniel over at his 80sbaseball.com. And boy, does he have a lot to share with us this day, including some uh, birthdays of some great players that, that uh, played in the 1980s, including Bobby Beal, who was drafted by the Phillies in the 18th round in 1970 and appeared 148 games and uh, some others there as well. Uh, on this day, though, the big news is uh, on April 24th, 1984, John Franco made his big league debut against the Atlanta Braves and got Dale Murphy to ground into an uh, inning-ending double play to get out of the eighth-inning jam. And he was just uh, 21 years old when that occurred. So just uh, some great things, and we thank Jay Daniel and his 80sbaseball.com. Make sure you check them out because, uh, like I said, they have some great... Uh, items to offer each and every day of the year uh, vintagehockeyjerseys.com is another stop we love to make april 24th 1993 they tell us that the airwaves were filled with mayday mayday and it was shouted by buffalo sabers announcer rick jonnerette when number 27 brad may beat the all-star defenseman number 77 Ray Bork and scored the overtime series winner against the Boston Bruins. What a day that was and uh, what a moment in hockey history and uh, plenty more there on vintagehockeyjerseys.com you have the links in our Jersey Dispatch April 24th edition now we go to NBA.com and they have a lot of nuggets of great uh, moments in basketball history for this April 24th. We'll share a couple of those with you. April 24th, 1963, going out with a bang. Number 14, Bob Cousy ended his Boston career on a high note as he helped the Celtics defeat the Los Angeles Lakers 112-109 in Game 6 of the NBA Finals for the team's fifth consecutive National Basketball Association Championship. That's pretty good. It was a Cousy's last game in a Celtics uniform. And although he did appear in seven games as a player coach for the Cincinnati Royals during that next season, 1969-1970. I'm sorry, that was a f about five years later. Uh, April 24th, 1964, the legendary number 13, Wilt Chamberlain of the San Francisco Warriors, grabbed 38 rebounds against the Boston Celtics and arch-rival Bill Russell, who wore number 6. In Game 4 of the NBA Finals, it was a 98-95 Boston win, though. During the regular season, however, Russell led the league in rebounding with 24.7 rebounds per game, marked to uh, Chamberlain's 22.3 rebounds per game. These guys were just hauling down balls uh, 
nobody was going to get to touch the ball once it touched the backboard and rim with those two around, except when they played each other and what great uh, epic battles they did have. And uh, still remembered to this day, uh, two giants of the game in more ways than one in Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Well, that is our sports history for today. Uh, we told, like we told you, there are plenty of more uh, avenues to get to more sports history by going to jerseydispatch.com, clicking on this April 24th day, or just look at the show notes and uh, click on Jersey Dispatch or Pigskin Dispatch. We'll take you right to those great stories and our friends that uh, we, we got some information from that were our inspiration including vintagehockeyjerseys.com nba.com 80sbaseball.com and thisdayinbaseball.com make sure you visit those sites thank you for our sponsors and until tomorrow everybody have a great sports history day this penalty kill is almost over I gotta get back out on the ice but thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast we'll see you tomorrow we invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com, not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. You get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.